Good morning, North Point family, and good morning to you who have joined us online this morning. Uh, last week, Trent reminded us that Moses was having a difficult time trying to keep up with the growing demands of leading God's people. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, encourages Moses to delegate some of the responsibilities so he doesn't wear himself out or the people trying to lead alone. We come to the final message in the series on leadership. We will discover today that it takes more than a combined effort on all our part. As we take our Bibles and return to Exodus chapter 14, we discover that it takes a people of faith. Starting at verse 13, we read, Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. I mentioned briefly a couple of weeks back, without going into much detail, about a, a terrifying yet miraculous event that took place at the Red Sea. Well, this is the event that I was referring to. Most, if not all of us, know the story well. Moses leads God's people out of Egypt, where they had been enslaved for some 400 years. Their release from Egypt has been a long time coming. And they are relieved, so relieved and thankful that God has intervened on their behalf. Just as the Israelites have been waiting for God to intervene, we also have been waiting for quite some time to welcome our new lead pastor. The day will come when God will meet our need. But what then? Will we have the kind of faith to move us forward? Fleeing Egypt with a promising future ahead of them, the Israelites come to a vast body of water called the Red Sea. Now, as they look out over the water, they ponder the difficulty of how they will cross over the other side. As they think about a promising future for them and for their families, they look off to the horizon to see Pharaoh's army fast approaching. Now, they know all too well that Pharaoh's army is up to no good, and they are horrified by what, by what will happen to them and their children if they remain where they are. Now, this is a predicament that a church often finds herself in sometime after their new lead pastor arrives. There is the visitation of the past hurtful experiences that threaten to hold us back, compounded by our own uncertainties of what lies ahead. When we were living in North Africa, we had time and again the unwelcome experience of being taken advantage of by taxi drivers. Seeing that we were Westerners, some would charge an inflated fare, which would be uh, triple or even quadruple what they would normally charge. Now, this triggered a, a response of apprehension on our part. 
towards all taxi drivers. Because of this, we avoided taking taxis as much as possible. But looking on at verse 15, we read God saying to Moses, tell the Israelites to move on. In other words, start swimming. Well, at least that's what I would be thinking if I was one of the crowd listening to Moses. I mean, what other option would they have? Yet God was not saying, dog paddle your way across the Red Sea. He was telling them to take a step of faith together. There is a fundamental truth pictured here that we do not want to overlook when we talk about faith risk. It is the realization that we have come to a dead end. Now, I think that you would uh, agree with me when I say that a dead end is more difficult to face than a crossroad in our life where we at least have an alternative. Well, the Israelites do not appear to have an alternative. There is nowhere for them to go. They cannot move forward and they cannot turn back. And friends, they are afraid. Fear is a natural part of moving forward into the unknown, regardless of who God's leader is. But even though fear is a natural part of being human, fear can keep us from receiving all the goodness that God has waiting for us. Fear can, can shut down our ability to embrace the future. And yet we read in verse 13, Moses saying, don't be afraid. Now let's pause here for a minute to think about how we feel when someone tells us not to be afraid, when we are totally convinced that we have every reason to be fearful. Well, we might roll our eyes and think, well, that's easy for you to say. We see this to be the case with people in general who don't respond well to someone's remark to lighten up and not be overly concerned about the COVID epidemic, especially when we have lost a loved one directly or indirectly connected to uh, this global pandemic or for some other uh, unrelated circumstance. Yet there is something to be said about the comment we also often hear on the air about COVID, which is, together, we will get through this. Friends, this is precisely what Moses is saying to the Israelites in verses 13 and 14. Stand firm and be still. In other words, Moses is saying, don't panic. We're going to get through this together. As a leader, Moses was ready and willing to move forward. Moses is not just blowing smoke here. He knew that they were uh, facing what appeared to be uh, inevitable danger, and, and yet he chose to believe that God was watching over them. Every Christmas, Roxanne and I watched The Sound of Music. Uh, Julie Andrews, in her classic way of saying things, reminds the Von Trapp family that when God closes a door, he opens a window. Moses chose to believe 
that God was going to do something miraculous on their behalf. Now, he may not have known how God was going to deliver them. That would come later. However, he knew he could trust God. All he had to do was look back to be reminded of how God not only fought for their deliverance through the many plagues he brought upon the Egyptians, but how God had blessed them by providing more than they could have imagined. There are times when I get anxious about the future, largely because I realize that I'm getting older with each passing year. And I find my ability to do things and the energy level to accomplish things, well, let's just say becoming more difficult to me. And yet, Roxanne reminds me time and again, Tim, God has always taken good care of us as she brings up moments that are unquestionably a God moment in our lives. Well, as we move on, in our passage, we learn that Moses' faith was not enough for God to intervene. It took a people of faith who were willing to step into the waters of uncertainty with him. Friends, it takes faith on all our part to be ready and willing to move forward with our leader. We read in verse 13 and 14, Moses saying, stand firm. You will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Roxanne and I watched a movie recently about a man of my age hiking in Alaska with his daughter. And they came across a grizzly who made it known that they were in his territory. The father says to his daughter, Whatever you do, don't move. Be still. Listen to what I say as he walked her through the next steps that led to their safety. To stand firm and be still is to refuse to allow thoughts of fear, doubt, discouragement, anxiety, or the temptation to run or to hopelessly give up. Rather, we guard against such threats by focusing on the alternative, which is to listen to what we are being told to do in spite of our conflicting logic or our rationale. Now, you might be thinking I just, that I just contradicted myself. Didn't I mention earlier that the Israelites do not have an alternative? Well, not quite. I said that it appeared that they did not have an alternative. You, humanly speaking, this is correct. However, they had God on their side. And this also meant that they were not limited, humanly speaking, to what they believed could or couldn't happen to them. We read in verse 13, Moses telling the Israelites that they were about to see the deliverance the Lord will bring. The Egyptians they see, they will never see again, for the Lord will fight for them. Now, there are three faith principles that surface in my mind when I apply Moses' faith response in verses 13 and 14. And principle number one is this. Faith would have us focus our attention on God. It, it's obvious that the Israelites 
were focused on the obvious challenge of not being able to move forward and the looming danger of remaining where they were. They desperately needed to refocus their attention back on God. So that's principle one. Principle two is faith would have us resist the temptation of believing that we are destined for less than what God has promised. God promised that he would deliver them and that they would never be bothered by the Egyptians again. So that's principle number two. Principle number three, faith would have us not waver when God's promise or between God's promise and our doubt. Moses reminds the Israelites that God is God and God is all powerful. He will fight and overcome for them. But they must stop praying about the predicament that they find themselves in. They must move on in faith. Now you might be thinking, what? Did you just say that, that, that we should stop praying? Or well, what I'm saying, according to verse 15, is there's a time to pray. But friends, there is a time to act. We read in verse 15, God saying to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Although it would appear that God is speaking specifically to Moses, I can't help but think that it wasn't only Moses who was crying out to God, but all of God's people. Friends, prayer is an essential component of our faith journey, especially when we find ourselves in a precarious situation. A verse that has given me much comfort over the years is James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. <clears throat> I picture the Israelites crying out to God for wisdom and direction, which God gives them. God tells them in no uncertain terms what to do. Stop crying out to me and move forward. No doubt the Israelites are thinking, God wants us not only to move towards the water, but he actually wants us to step into the water. Now, please don't misunderstand me when I say that this is the place where we tend to get bogged down in our prayer life. We pray and pray and then we pray some more. And we think that God is not answering our prayer. Could it be that our expectations of how God should answer our prayer uh, prevents us from actually doing what God is already telling us to do? There have been times when I have prayed over an extended period of time for the same thing. Now, you might think it's because I didn't hear from God or it was because I wanted a different answer. And in some cases, you are right. But there's another reason. Please listen carefully. Something that I had never that had never crossed my mind until I was in North Africa. That is that sometimes I hide behind my prayers rather than stepping out in faith to do what God is asking me to do. I've been talking with a friend of mine who had we uh, turned from a large gathering of believers who were praying that many would come to faith in Christ in North Africa. 
This was while I was living in North Africa. And a worthy cause for prayer, I must say. However, my friend said to me, as important as it is for us to pray to him, it is just as important for us to do our part. What I heard my friend saying is that prayer can become a substitute for our actions, which is what I believe the children of Israel were guilty of to some extent. According to verse 15, God was telling his people that there is a time for praying, but man, there is also a time for you to act. And this was the Israelites' time to act. There is a, a story about a, a kindergarten Sunday school class that was learning about how God cares for us in times of trouble. The teacher asked the class to draw pictures of things that made them afraid. After they finished drawing, each child explained to the others what he or she had drawn. Well, five-year-old Scott, had created in vivid crayon a looming funnel cloud, a car, and a man. He described how the man could, got, could not get his car started and a tornado was coming toward him. He really needs to pray, doesn't he? Asked the teacher. Scott shook his head. No, he needs to run. Now, I'm not suggesting that we stop praying. But what I'm saying is that there is a time to act on our prayers. If we were to read on further in our scripture passage, we would discover that the people did step out in faith, moving towards the water. And with God leading the way, Moses stretched out his arm with the rod in hand, and the waters parted. Now, God didn't part the waters first, but rather after they took the step of faith together. I believe that God will bring to us a pastor who is a person of faith. The challenge will be for us to be a people of faith to follow. There is a time to pray, absolutely, but let us remember there is also a time to act together. I've heard it said that we generate fears while we sit. We overcome them by action. Let's pray. Father, I am so grateful today for faith. Faith helps us overcome our lack of understanding our lack of wisdom, our logic, our rationale, as we focus on your promises and act upon your promises. Father, my prayer this morning is that we will continue to be a people of faith. And I really believe that as we are going through uh, these, these times of challenge, they're really faith builders, aren't they? Faith builders that um, over time helps us to step into the waters of uncertainty for the future that lies ahead and all that you have promised for us. Now, Dad, I ask that you would help us, 
help one another. Help us to help one another by speaking your promises to each other, reminding each other. Here's what God says. We need to stand upon the promises of God's word. And we must not doubt. And when doubt comes, we must stand up to it and not waver between faith and doubt. But again, put our trust solely in the living God who tells us, move forward, move forward. And so I commit North Point family, I commit those from other uh, church gatherings who are online with us this morning uh, to the faith journey that rests in you for the days that yet lie ahead. In Jesus' name, amen.